Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. I am Javon J. Love Adams and alongside the one and only Ed Easy Smith, former professional baseball player as well as former professional football player, played in the NFL, also played in the XFL and NFL Europe. I got it right this time, right? Yeah, you got it right. Yeah, I got, man, it, right got it right this time. How you living, man? Good, man. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody out there. Yes. I know we'll probably reiterate at the end of the show, but... Man, can't believe we got it. We, we're already here, man. One more week, we'll be in December. It is crazy. The, this is that that final, almost the final quarter of the year, so we have five games left. But this is where teams really start jockeying for, for playoff position. The Cardinals are not one of those teams. And if this is your first time listening, we are a Cardinals uh, Cardinals show. We review the, we talk about the Cardinals, especially during the season. What we do is we'll reflect upon the previous week's game. In this case, there's no game because they were on the bye last week. And then we'll look ahead to the, the upcoming, the current week's game. But then also maybe some hot hot topics or, or just some issues, maybe some things that we see going on with the team that we can maybe uh, discuss. So You know you left something out too, right? What's that? You know, teams are jockeying for playoff position. They're also jockeying for draft spots too, draft position. Yeah. In, in a bad way. In a bad way. <laughs> in a bad way. And so we address all things in between. So believe in the Arizona Cardinals. So let's get to it. The Cardinals, again, are coming off of a bye. They're going to be going up against the, this week we're going to talk about the upcoming opponent, which is the Los Angeles Rams. They're a wounded animal, and I definitely want to get your your opinion on that and, and uh, with your expertise being a player and also just kind of observing the games. And we have a crowded backfield, so Edmonds is going to be back as well as we have Drake and then also Johnson that are going to be in the backfield this week. So curious to we can speculate as how they're going to be used, how they're going to be employed, deployed, depending on which one, which word that you want to use. And then look ahead to again the matchup of the uh, the Cardinals against the Rams, and just talk about what hopefully what some deeper self scouting has will will show itself since they had that bye week. So let's start with that high hanging fruit. I want to talk about the 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 three-headed monster that could be in the backfield easy we don't know what how do you see this playing out because we have king and drake we have david johnson and of course you have Edmonds as well so in my opinion johnson should be number three on the on the depth chart and maybe drake should be starting but what are your thoughts how do you see this shaking out for the Cardinals this week as they're getting ready to play the Rams. Well, I think we saw a little bit of some writing on the wall last week when Johnson didn't start. It was a health a healthy start as well. He didn't start, and he had nine snaps in the game. wasn't targeted once, not one rushing attempt in the game. So, sure. and this is a this is a game where you're it's all hands on deck. This was against the 49ers, not like it was a cupcake opponent where we were going to run over them. We got out to a little bit of a lead and obviously faltered toward the end. But this was the game that he should have been in that game plan, and he wasn't. And I know they talk about going with hot hands and stuff like that, but how do you know you didn't have a hot hand because you never went to him? So, you know, who knows? He might have ripped a bunch of runs off, but he never even got the chance. So for me, and I think I brought it up last week, the fact that we're getting closer to the end of the season here with the Cardinals. And they're going to do if they if they have in their mind that David Johnson isn't the future here, there are already talks and putting a plan in place to figure out how do we get him through this season. There's two things you want to get him through healthy, 
Mm-hmm. And you want to, if you possibly can, get him a couple looks where he looks good again and people will want to bite on him. But you risk, like I said, injury if you have him out there too much. So I think they might lean toward, you know, going with Drake, seeing if he's somebody they want to keep around. Obviously, Edmonds is a young cat. You know, you get him into the mix and they, maybe you go thunder and lightning with the two of them. And Johnson might be on the odd man out. And I was joking earlier, I did our buddy Paul's podcast. I'm going to kind of keep quiet, though, because the way David Johnson's wife, you know, she loves to get on Twitter <laughs> and defend her man, and I don't want her coming after me. You know, no no offense. I'm just pointing out some of the obvious. But, yeah. you know, it, it, that that really, that's a red flag for me that something is not going right inside the walls as well, meaning they're not getting a good vibe and maybe they have an early kind of inclination that maybe time is over here. I don't know. We'll figure that out. But it, it's going to be really interesting. I would say... Right out the box, we should see from the very beginning whoever gets the first couple touches, and then in the rotation, you know, if David Johnson's not out there, you know, that'll be an even bigger signal for me that you know there are some talks already in motion. And if and if that is the case, if he, if he is indeed maybe there the plans in the background to maybe try to move him in the offseason or whatever the case may be, if his number gets called, it doesn't matter if it's the third quarter or if it's the fourth quarter, it's a blowout, it's a tight game, you put him in at wide receiver or something like that, Johnson has to be ready because he's in, he's in he's essentially almost uh, um, auditioning for those other teams oh, yeah, to show that his that mentally mm-hmm. he can be in a game no matter what, no matter when. He's focused enough to, and ready to to do what he can to be able to help the team. He seems like he would be that guy too. I mean, ready to go when his number's called because I've never heard any, anything bad about David Johnson. We've been at some events that he's been out. Always he seems like a very bright young man, a very, you know, uh, uh, he's got good character. Right. And I would not think anything other than him being ready to go. Um, I, I do. I, Sometimes I question once he's in the game whether he's going 150 miles an hour like you have to be out there on the field. Some of that might be from the, the extent, you know, the, the, the injuries he's sustained over the last couple of years. Something's wrong with his confidence, if you ask me. Right. Because he's not running like the David Johnson, was it 2016 or 17, whichever one. It's so long. Yeah, it's been so long. It's so long. He's not running like that dude, and something's going on. Um, you know, I expect, like I said, well, whatever version of him we see this week, I would imagine, the, you know, we talked about it a second ago, the way the Rams has got, you know, rolled, they're going to come in here ready to fight, and we're probably going to need him to, to pull this victory out. He's going to play some part of it, if you ask me. When you look at the Arizona Cardinals and their upcoming schedule, so they have, and we're going to get into this in just a moment, they're, they're going to be at home for the next three three weeks. And then they finish the season on the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they so they were gone. They were on the road all of all of uh, November. Uh, again, with the bye week coming at the at the end of uh, at the the end of November. But so they have the Rams coming up. Then they have the Steelers. Then they have the Cleveland Browns, and they have the Seattle Seahawks. At, in, in Seattle, and then they're playing the Rams again in Los Angeles. So that's going to be interesting. I think I, I want to. We're going to get into the Rams as we ta- start to break that down a bit. But with five games left, what do you think is realistic? If we're if we're just trying to speculate and maybe try to try to guess at how many games do you think that they can win out of these five? I think with the way that the Rams are now. They're wounded. Maybe they'll maybe they'll reestablish themselves, but I think they could get two, possibly three wins out of that. But again, I think a lot of it hinges on how the defense ends up performing and if the offense can, because the defense doesn't 
all you can't count on the defense to really lock it down. I mean, they've had some games where they've done that, so I'm not trying to say that they haven't. But the offense has to continue to put its foot on the gas to get up to rack up as many points as possible. Because we know in the game against the the uh, 49ers at 26 points should have been enough. Mm-hmm. But they still got to score more points because they obviously ended up losing. So how do you? How many weeks do you? How many wins do you see? Uh, in the next five weeks. Well, you know, the difficult part in evaluating this is, one, you know, you brought up the fact that the Rams are coming in here wounded. That's a good or a bad thing because the Rams, it's time for them to rally the troops. They're, they fell to that spot where every win or the next loss could be the one to eliminate them from the playoff hunt because of how competitive the NFC is. So we're going to see, uh, like you said, I, I like that term wounded animal. They're going to come in here ready to gnaw their own arm off to get a victory because they need it that bad. The other thing is, if you look at their schedule, every team you mentioned, two with the Rams, one with Pittsburgh, one with Cleveland, and they still got a Seattle. Every one of those five, well, four teams, five games, they're potentially fighting for their playoff life. Even the Steelers are still um, not, not limited. They're actually sitting in that sixth spot right now, I think. So they're and even though they're on their third, going into their third quarterback, they've managed to keep this season alive, so they're going to be all hands on deck. We got to win week to week. Same thing with Cleveland. Cleveland's 5-6 and six now, I think it is. Right. And even Cleveland at 5-6, and six, they're thinking if we can roll off and get the 10-6, and 9-7, and seven, our playoff life might still be alive. So, And then you got Seattle who might be fighting for a number two seed or whatever it is, depending on what happens with, with uh, the 49ers. So you got home field, uh, first round buys at stake, all these different things, which means there are no light games on the Cardinal schedule. True. I mean, we're fighting for pride. They're fighting for playoff money. <laughs> Let me tell you something. <laughs> playoff <laughs> money <laughs> is good money, bro. You want to know why? Because that's money you wouldn't count on. Yeah. That's like okay. finding a twenty dollars bill in your pockets after your wife does the laundry. <laughs> you you just come up with stuff to do with that, you know? Oh man. So and that's you know so like I said, playoff money is good money, and these dudes are gonna be fighting for playoffs. Well, we're gonna be fighting for pride. It's just a matter of which outweighs the other, and we already know that most teams that come in here have a little more talent than us, so we have to play exceptionally well and have everything go right, which we haven't done. We played really good, and we always find a fair a way out to a way to give the victory away or let them come take it from us. Yeah. So you asked me a question. Let me give you an answer. I would say out of the five games, I'm looking at maybe two wins. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so let's get into so the, let's get into the Rams a little bit. Six and five coming in, as you mentioned, with playoff seating and jockeying for a position and being in the hunt. The Rams are six and five. They are, as we stand right now, the seventh seed. So mm-hmm. they're on the outside looking in. the The rose is what the the shine is off the rose, or whatever term you want to use when it comes to McVay. It was just last season. And I'm sure that folks, as you're listening to Believe in the Arizona Cardinals, you've heard this said over and over again. So let me be the let me be the one million and one person to say it. Anybody who was kicking it with, with McVay, anybody who knew McVay ran into him at the dry cleaners, maybe maybe shared a slice of pizza with him back in the day, was getting at least an interview for a head coaching position. And now they they've really fallen on, I mean, hard times. Six and five when they were in the Super Bowl last year. There's their whatever type of hangover. They have essentially the same group of guys. Yeah. They have their big they parties. They added. Yeah. They added. And 
the Goff is is not playing well. Mm-hmm. He got paid, and so I'm all for people getting paid. Get your money because if he was playing like this, they would not have extended you. But they come off of a beat down, beat down against the Ravens. They lost 45 to six. I mean, Lamar Jackson just did whatever he wanted to do with them. And this, at least from a defensive point of view, you would think that their 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 defense is better than than what showed um, over the last couple of games. Just to give an idea, when they played against the Chicago Bears, they won that game, but they won 17 to seven. They lost to the Pittsburgh Steelers, 12 to 17. They're just something that that they haven't had those high those high wire high performing type of uh, type of, of games. When you look at Todd Gurley, they start to use him, try to use him a little bit more. But we know you've you've heard the rumors about with the arthritic knee or whatever the case may be. Your thoughts on this game and how this breaks down, or your thoughts on McVay? I mean, there's a lot of pressure on him. They are maxed out. You mentioned about playoff. I mean, not playoff positioning, but for draft picks, they oh, don't have they a draft all pick. For the next, well, I want to say two or three mm-hmm. seasons in terms of first round draft picks, they are they they are maxed out to the hilt in terms of how much they're playing paying their players. Your thoughts on McVay, and then we can start to break down the game. Well, first of all, I wish like last year I would have just bumped into McVay at a Starbucks or Man. something like that because I probably would have had a job in the NFL. True, because literally all you had to do was say you knew him, talked to him. And you were like, oh, you're the next one then. So, you know, and, and then the other thing, what I'll say about McVay is, and it's, it's the same thing with the Cardinals to a certain degree. You know, we talk about everything. Teams are like, it's the unknown with the Cardinals right now. So right. we, you know, but as soon as you figure them out, it's like, okay, now we got that. You know, it might take you a half, might take you three quarters, but then you figure it out and you kind of get on top of it. For me, McVay, genius last year, right? He has not made any adjustments to his game plans. If you look at his game plans, right. it looks like they're running 2018 plays. And, bro, it's 2019. <laughs> Even the okay. greatest of them have to make those adjustments. Okay. Maybe do more formations. Maybe do more uh, different variations. Maybe run the same plays. you got to mix it up, put dudes in different spots, get them to other spots. They're not doing that. They're lining up and just still thinking, well, all this stuff. And what's happening is everybody else has made the adjustments to their offense. Right. You stopped him early because Gurley's either not running because he's hurt or just because the game plan stinks. You stopped him, put all the pressure on golf to make him have to beat you in the air. Golf has turned it without those extra remember they were kept yeah, down to yeah, fifteen yeah. where they turned the mic off. Yeah. All that tootlings from McVeigh to golf and they were snapping it at fourteen and thirteen. Yes. Now the play clock's running down because there's a lot more audibles because Maybe the stack of the box are doing things. Yes. And Mike is getting cut off, and you on your own, dog. Yeah. And he just ain't doing it. And he looks he looks really out of sorts. Can't doesn't look like he can throw the ball, nothing. Yeah. The um and I got a question for you right here. Yeah. Let's say this was last year. Okay. And McVeigh or Kingsbury hadn't gotten the job yet. You oh. know, think about that. McVeigh Kingsbury doesn't have the job, right? Right. McVeigh is having the season last year that right. he's having this year. Right. Do we even no. is Kingsbury even I don't consi- think doesn't LaFleur kind of kick LaFleur do uh Kingsbury yeah. McVay, and then of course Kingsbury, yes. So I, I think that that is that is weird how that uh that domino effect. What it's a difference a year effect. makes, bro. Yes, I mean sir. like you said perfect analogy the butterfly effect. If this was last year, Kingsbury would be out at USC coaching huh. uh, yes. OC for the tro for the Trojans. Yes. But because McVeigh was so hot last year, 
Yes. And all of a sudden, boom, you know, we got we to gotta go out and get these young dudes. And, and man, I tell you what, but thank you, Lucky Stars, Kingsbury. You, you, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they need to send him a, a special uh, special holiday card every every Christmas. But so along those lines, when we're talking about McVeigh, what's interesting to me is it's, I'm, I wonder if he was trying to keep that under wraps in terms of that communication, that 15-second cut. Because as soon as... Soon as one person had it, mm-hmm. then it started. To, of course, it spread like wildfire. The way that the way that the, the world is is much smaller these days because just a tweet or 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 using social media. And I wonder if that was that was his ace. That was his joker. Yeah. And as soon as that was out, all it took was somebody to figure it out. And now you can't use that anymore because teams, like you said, they're yeah. waiting until the last few seconds. Now keep shuffling, keep shuffling. Yeah, give them a look that's not the look you're actually going to come out of. And then next, you know, he's having to make late audibles because now they're getting into something. And like I said, he's now on his own without that coach in the year. So this game, if we're looking at where are the where could the strengths lie? Because it's not going to be in the special teams for the Cardinals because we know the special unless the the kicking game is good enough, but we don't see any real good punt returns or kick returns in terms that are flipping the field. And I think you yeah. mentioned this quite mm-hmm. a few times over the last few weeks, but. Where where do the Cardinals stand a chance in terms of where where they might have an advantage in this situation? And then talk about where they might be at a at a disadvantage. You have to keep your thumb on the uh, Rams' running game. If you let Gurley get established, and the, the crazy part is, yeah. I don't even like I've been watching Gurley. I've been on one or two of my fantasy teams, and it's like I keep waiting for him to bust out of this. But one. They had a. They were just running uphill yesterday, anyway, because once they got behind as much as they did, the yeah. running game goes out the window. But right. if you let them come in here and establish that running game, and then you give golf the play action, yeah. that's when you're going to be in trouble. So the thing for me, you got to stop them on the early downs, force golf into third and medium to longs, yeah. and then you have your advantage. If you let them come in here and Gurley has one of those games where he's chipping off, you know, 25 for 110 or something like that. That means that their running game is established. That means they can now run their play action. And, you know, I don't think they necessarily stand a chance after that. But if you can contain them early, make golf, make the plays, then I think we have a chance to win this game. Um, defensively or on the other side of the ball, offensively, we have to do the exact same thing that I'm just talking about for them. Yeah. We got to take Drake. We got to take Edmonds. We got to take uh, Johnson. One of those three has to have a good game. The, the the Rams front hasn't necessarily been putting a lot of pressure on anybody. You know, after playing, after what they saw from Jackson last week, it might seem like uh, uh, Kyler's in slow motion because Jackson, you know, the, the, um, Lamar was, I mean, he was like video game fast yeah. yesterday. They got to watch for Aaron Donald, right? Yeah, they got to watch for Aaron Donald. But he, even he hasn't had what I would call great impact this year. Okay. And I think a lot of it comes, their, their secondary is, you would imagine with all they go out and they spend money to bring people in here, but their secondary has done them no justice. And up front, they just have, they're not imposing like they used to be. Okay. They really aren't. So if we can run on them, uh, get Kyler out in, in space, and I, and I always say, every week I say the same thing, you got to have a balanced attack. You can't come out there or come into this game thinking you're going to throw the ball 35, 40 times. Right. I'm thinking if you split it, and, and there was something that was interesting for me too, and I forgot to mention this on uh, some stuff we did last week on the show, on yeah. our, the, the Easy Sports Talk show. They ran a total of 50-some-odd plays last week, I think. It was, if you want to look at the number of plays, but I had it because it was 
So I called it a balanced attack because they only had 30, whatever. You know, let's just say their play, number of plays they ran was in the 50s. Okay. For me, if you're not near 65, 70 plays, I'm trying to figure out, you know, what's going on with the And they actually had the time of time of possession advantage. Yeah, they did. So 31, for, 23 to 28, 37, yes. So what so number of plays was you said let's give the number of plays right now, the snaps, total snaps. Where are we at? I'm getting there, I'm getting there. Keep talking. I'm okay, yeah, but it was somewhere in that area. And for me, the total number of plays, I don't know, are we slowing the tempo up? Or are we, you know, is this air raid ever going to get off the ground? I'm, I'm, I'm expecting, if you have the ball as much as they did last week, I'm expecting more plays because that means, obviously, more opportunities to score. And then the other factor, obviously, which we always have to worry about, is the red zone. You get into the red zone, you got to score touchdowns. It's 58. 58 plays. 23 pass attempts and 25 rushing to me, that's and To me, that's a very low number of plays. Like I said. They want to be in the hot. They, you from want, that have office, they want to, they keep talking. I've listened to them. They say they want to be in the 70s, 80s. Yeah, exactly. So when I saw that last week, I was like, and like I said, the, the, the ironic part is they actually had the ball more time than San Francisco. They actually had the time of possession, but yeah. still only ran 58 plays. So I'm scratching my head trying to figure out, you know what that comes to again, once again, what is the identity of your team? Right. We, you know, we they, they came out early in the year, oh, we're going to be dynamic, we're going to be this, we're going to... And to run 58 plays in the game, that's not dynamic to me. That's, you know, so are you going to up to... I, you know, I really like when they go up-tempo, man. They, a few yeah. times when they've gone to that, I think even in the first San Francisco game, they whipped that out, and it was like, you know, that was woo, you know. Yeah, and then, but you have to find the balance. I think we yeah. talked about this in the preseason. How would the defense wear down because they were trying to? They were talking about being so up tempo. Yeah, and we know that maybe the defense, maybe the because the defense is is a liability, is a weakness, is an area of opportunity for the team that yeah. they don't want to. Push it that much? Could that be maybe something with that? It could be. Like, well, you still have to find the balance. Even, yeah, even, yeah. Even Once again, for me, like I said, it's, I'm just confused because we've the more the deeper we've gone into the season, you and I have got more, I guess, into the inside numbers, and you know, so some of the numbers and the way they game plan are just still confusing me. Right. Yeah. So let's get into what we think this is going to come down to for this game. They're back. They're should be a home field advantage, but I, I, don't, I don't know how this is going to – and the reason I'm pausing everybody is because there's just not that that nest, protect the nest that was in full effect two, three, four seasons ago. It's, it started to dissipate. And so you'll see other jersey colors or you'll see a lot of uh, chairs dressed up as people. Yeah, you know, people dressed up as shares. I guess is the right way to say it. So, well, how do you think? What do you? What's your prediction for this game? Well, before you say that, this week is going to be bad. Think about when the Steelers come in here, bro. Ooh. It's, I mean, it's going to be black. Yes, <laughs> like, like, gold. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's going to be crazy. Yeah, this game, man. Uh, and there are a lot of obviously we're really close to LA. A lot of Rams fans. Uh, they're going to come in. It might be a 60-40 split. Hopefully, in our favor. Whatever it is, I you know. Man, I, and I always fall back on talent. The, remember what I, and I made the same mistake when the Falcons came here. Yeah. Like, and all of a sudden now they're playing better, right? Yeah, they are. So when you have as much talent as the Rams do, 
Nothing against our talent. I just don't think we match up with them. Yeah. They, the Rams are playing really poor, poorly right now. Yeah. But if they come in here with their A game or even their B minus game, they just have too much talent, in my opinion, for them, to, especially because they are desperate right now. They have to win this game, otherwise season over. Right. So for me, I'm looking at that factor. Um, it could be it could be one of those. Oh, I won't say ugly games, but if I had to give, I'm, well, we always have to give a score to it. I'm going to go Rams bust out of their funk, um, contain us. So thirty to nineteen. Really? Yes. I think that the Cardinals are going to pull this one out. Okay. I think it's going to be. I think it'll still be high scoring. I got thirty four thirty one, and the reason being, I think that there'll be just enough uh, enough. Uh, Enough for the for the Cardinals to want to say, yeah, we we're back home. We want to we want to let our fans know or let ourselves know that we've had, especially after competing with the San Francisco 49ers, uh, two of the last you know obviously two of the last three games that they played. We were so close to the Tampa Bay game that we we that we can break through, and I think that they'll win 34-31. One of the other things I forgot too, we're coming off a bye week. They're going off coming off a short week. Yeah, so that's an advantage in itself. Still not going to change my pick, though. It, <laughs> it's interesting when you get embarrassed. How how do you respond to getting embarrassed the way that the, the Rams have, in a, in, a, in, in a way, having your manhood, your coaching Ooh. manhood question. The way that McVay, I mean, that's that's all the talk in terms of the topics of the shows. McVay's not a genius anymore, is he? And that's, that's it's curious. I'm curious to see how that plays out. Will... Will the Rams come out inspired? I think they will. If they can, that first quarter, if they're not able to assert their assert themselves after that first quarter, what I do worry about, though, is let's say the Cardinals get up by 14 or 16 points. I don't believe that the Cardinals, I don't believe that the Arizona <laughs> Cardinals at this point to be able to take that 14 or 16-point lead and be able to hold on to it because they have they have shown in the sample size of the last you know few games that, for some reason, that's that's an area that's a definite area of opportunity. We're not a finisher yet. Yeah. You know, you brought in. A, I'll give you an analogy. You always have. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. The Rams they got their manhood taken. Imagine you stand in line, you and your woman, you waiting to go get some tickets for the show, right? Yeah. Dude just comes up and be like, damn. You know, <laughs> and then gives a little pat on the booty, right? Yeah. And you sit there and you're like, damn, dog, you gonna do that right in front? They basically just got yesterday. They got punk, punk. Yeah. And that so that yeah. for me. Now you gotta go home to with your woman and be like, you know, hey, the Rams gotta go find that dude and you know and beat him down with right. her in the car. Right. So that's what I'm thinking. They're coming here. They're like, what do you have? I can only imagine what those meetings were like when they today after they get because there's a whole lot of dudes looking at film yeah. with position coach and coaches are looking like, you know, man, you want to keep your job, yeah. you know. So. Yeah, they just came. Somebody just patted your woman on the booty, man. You better go defend her honor, and that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> that's my man. So on behalf of my man and Easy Smith, I am Javon J Love Adams, and like my man says every uh, around this time. Until next week, be easy out there. Make sure you have a happy Thanksgiving from the Believe in the Arizona Cardinals group. My man Jay and I yes, hope sir. you're having a good one. Yes, sir. Are you good? Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.